Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 20. I often say to my clients that there's only three things that could be going wrong in a job search. And that's actually great news because if there's only three things that can be going wrong, then there's only three things that need to be fixed. The first one is a resume. This is your calling card. This is your brochure. This is together with your LinkedIn profile, the first impression that you're going to make on a potential manager, on a recruiter, on someone that's really looking for someone like you. So of course, I want that to be stellar. I, when I write a resume for a client and they kind of, it kind of takes their breath away, I love that because I want you to feel invincible when you look at your resume, when you look at your LinkedIn profile, I want it to be an empowering experience for you. And in many cases, you can actually review your resume and have that almost be interview prep for you. I'm gonna put an interview prep worksheet in the show notes as well, but listen, we know that a resume is gets you through that first gate. The next thing that could be going wrong or keeping you from landing a job or creating a situation that it's taking a long time to get a job is your job search strategy. The fact is it's estimated that 2%, 5% max online applications result in a job offer. So if you're putting in massive amounts of online applications and feeling like it's the right kind of job search activity, I don't want to disappoint you, but the fact is that is not the most effective way to look for a job. The most effective way is to reach out directly to recruiters and hiring managers to leverage your network, people you know, people that you used to work with, chat with them about what's going on in the industry, see if you can get some tips, see if you can go in, have a conversation with those folks without an ask. You do not have to ask for a favor. If you just go in and you're asking some great questions about what's happening, oftentimes a natural progression of that conversation will result in them asking you, hey, why don't you send me your resume? Would you send me your resume? Be happy to pass it along. Love it when that happens. And it happens because you're not going in feeling weird and creepy and that you're going to ask somebody for a favor. But it's really that sort of You're just curious. You're just connecting with someone that you used to work with. You're connecting maybe with a vendor that you have a great relationship with. You never know what can happen from those conversations. That is strategy is a part of it. Now, I've already given you some clues in strategy as to what might be going wrong in part number three, and that is interviews. 
you would probably be surprised at the number of people I work with who say that they're getting interviews, they're getting invited to have an interview, but they're getting through stage one, stage two, stage three, however many, and they're not getting any offers. And when that is happening, something is going sideways in the interview. You're either saying too much, you're revealing too much, or you're not saying enough. So I have some tips for you today to help you make the interview much more comfortable and really to give you the opportunity to talk about yourself in a very natural sort of way so you don't have to worry if you're saying too much or her not saying enough and that is by making interviews conversational. I know they feel like an inquiry. It feels like you're, you know, under the under the light bulb or, you know, taking an exam and you might be going into it with a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure. Maybe you really need this job or maybe you're just the kind of person that doesn't do well talking to strangers. Totally understandable and and really kind of common. So you're not some oddity because you struggle with an interview. So I want to put your mind at ease from that perspective. Listen, you're being put into a context, into a situation that is filled with uncertainty until you take control of the conversation. And a conversational interview, you have way more control over how to make that happen then you might be giving yourself credit for. So that's the number one thing I wanna encourage you with. I bet you, if you think back, that you can actually think of some interviews that worked really well, that were actually pretty darn conversational. And when you think about it, it's more of a feeling than it is something that you manufactured. But the fact is, is that you can actually direct an interview that way. You don't have to depend on the interviewer, whether that's a hiring manager, whether that is a recruiter, even in a panel interview situation, you can actually steer it very strategically so that it is conversational and at the same time gives you the opportunity to showcase yourself with ease and certainty uh, in full sufficiency of what you bring to the table. It's really, really fascinating. The number one way I know, and I'm gonna give you two strategies here. The first one is asking great questions. Now, we all know that the typical thing at the end of an interview is the person saying, do you have any questions for me? And maybe you do. Maybe there are some questions that didn't get answered or some things that are kind of tactical. But what I really want to encourage you is get to the end of the interview having had all your questions answered. And I'm going to put in the show notes my document that is part of my how to market yourself to get the job course because as i said the closer you can get to making that interview conversational 
the better it's going to go and the more likelihood it's going to result in an offer. I mentioned curiosity. Now with these questions, you want to come at it from a place of curiosity. That's a true interest in what the pain points are that the hiring manager is experiencing and what are their aspirations? What do they want to achieve in that role? When you ask questions that reveal those things, it is really, really powerful because now you're showing an interest in the other person. You're giving them a chance to participate in the conversation, not just tick boxes that they've asked you all of the things on their list, right? Here's an idea of what question I think is a really good one to ask in an interview. And that one is, what is the biggest problem you're trying to solve with this role? When you ask that question from a place of curiosity, you really are giving the person a chance to talk about a pain point. And what's really cool is when they answer you, and for example, maybe it is something like this. You say, what is the biggest problem you're trying to solve with this role? And the person answering the question says, well, one of the challenges that we have is closing our books every month. I mean, when month end close comes up, it is a real trial and we really want to improve our process for identifying uh, missed items, for tracking things so that when it comes time to month end, that it's really easy for us to bring all that information together. Okay, just making that up, by the way. Although I've been part of month end close, so I know there are some issues there. So, great. Now you have some information. What is your next thing going to be? Your response to their answer to your question is going to be something like, oh, that's really interesting that you say that. One of the things that I've been able to do in my other role was create a spreadsheet that tracks information, that tracks expenses all through the month in a way that I'm kind of reconciling all month long. And that way, when we get to the close of the month, it's really super easy to bring that all together and close the books. So you see what I did there? What I did was ask a question that opened up an opportunity to answer back or to respond to the answer with an example of something I've done that addresses that pain point. This is what I want you to do all throughout the interview. Some other great questions are, who are the people I'll be interacting with in this role? Now you have a sense of who the cross-functional teams are, right? That's always, always a requirement in a job description. Works well with cross-functional teams. Great. You can talk about that in the context of answering a question or more powerfully, you can ask the question first, who will I be interacting with? And give some examples that are highly correlated to the answer that you receive. 
So if they say you're going to be interacting with marketing people, if they say you're going to be interacting with accounts payable, accounts receivable, now you can pull up an example of the kind of teams that you've worked with and share how those relationships worked and say, oh, I love to develop relationships with the marketing team. You know, when they feel heard, it really creates a sense of trust. And it's much easier to get their expenses in on time when you've developed a relationship with them. You guys see where I'm going with this. It's so powerful. Questions that you ask not only show interest, but it breaks down the barriers between you and the person interviewing you and starts to create that know, like, and trust factor that we all hear about in people buying things, right? They buy things from people they know, like, and trust. Well, guess what? They hire people they know, like, and trust as well. And when you use this kind of a strategy, you're creating that opportunity right out of the gate. It works so well. So here's the second piece of how to have a conversational interview. And this maybe even seems a little counterintuitive. The second part to doing this is detaching from the outcome. That is going in upfront with thoughts that better serve you than other thoughts. To detach from the outcome of an interview, you go in thinking that you have lots of opportunities. You have many more interviews scheduled. You have people that are going to be offering you a job. It actually doesn't matter if that's actually true because as I talked about in recent podcast, your brain doesn't know the difference between something imagined and reality. So when you start thinking like someone who has lots of opportunities, when you start thinking like someone who's going to be getting a job offer any day, then you can go into this conversation totally relaxed, at ease, not worried or concerned at all, not, not feeling like you have to convince anybody of anything. It's really, really helpful. So partly it's thoughts about you. The fact that you're even in an interview, I will suggest to you, I will offer to you. The fact that you're even in an interview is evidence that you know how to get there. And if you know how to get there in one, then trust me, many more will come as you continue to put the effort in, as you continue to use good job search strategy. But the other thought that you need to have is your thought about them, your thoughts about the person interviewing you. When you think that they're going to see my value, it's going to be really easy for them to understand everything that I bring to the table, you need to believe that they actually have the capacity to see you that they have the capacity to believe that you're the right person for the role. Those two things together, your detachment by believing in yourself and what you can do and what opportunities you have combined with your belief about the person interviewing you, that is magic. I'm telling you it's magic because now they feel that vibe. 
they feel that sense of belief and trust in them that they're actually equipped to make a great decision. There's nothing better in the world to create conversational interviews than asking great questions and walking in with belief. And listen, a belief is just a thought you keep on thinking. So keep on thinking thoughts that you've got what it takes and you have lots of opportunities and keep on thinking thoughts that the people interviewing you actually will see your value, that it's evident to them right out of the gate that they're gonna get along with you. This is the magical formula for creating conversational interviews so it doesn't have to feel like an inquisition anymore. It doesn't have to feel stiff and corporate and weird. It's just two colleagues people who are interested in the same thing having a great conversation all right until next time guys hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out my love your work life programs on teachable you can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me we take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.